Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And boy, do we have some Pokemon news to talk about today. We do. We have lots of different kinds of news. <laughs> yeah, it was actually yeah. a good news week. Going through the notes and seeing everything that we have, it, there's a lot there. There's some pretty uh, substantial news. So it's it's kind of exciting. There's a lot of weeks where we don't really have anything that big. And this this is definitely not one of those. Well, I guess this is not one of those if you care about the things we have to talk about. Yeah, it seems like there's <laughs> there's a little bit of everything for everyone. So um Let's just jump right into kind of the biggest chunk of news of the week, and that is there's a lot of uh, riots going on across the country and across the world, and Nintendo shared their support for the Black community in an official statement this past week. On Wednesday, they shared a statement regarding all these anti-racism protests on social media following the death of George Floyd on May 27th, and uh, funnily enough, it was announced after the Nintendo store windows were broken during the protests, but they said Nintendo shares the pain felt in the United States after the tragic death of George Floyd, and we stand with the black community and all those who recognize our shared humanity and fundamental belief in equity and justice. We reject bias, exclusion, oppression, and the violence that leads to these completely unnecessary deaths. We are committed to fostering equity, inclusion, and diversity in all aspects of our business and the work we do. Now, PlayStation and Microsoft also made similar statements. And it seems everybody is donating, which is amazing. We've donated ourselves to our own company. And it's really great to see people really wanting to pitch in and support this cause. So Nintendo is actually double matching what their employees are donating. They briefly tweeted about it but then later deleted the tweet due to company policy about donations they try to keep any donations secretive and and more personal to themselves because they don't want it to seem like it's a pr stunt they don't want it used to think or to try to you know get more support get more money or anything like that um now the pokemon company also released a statement and donated two hundred thousand dollars half went to black lives matter and the other half to the national association for the advancement of colored people and then on top of that, Niantic for Pokemon Go also committed to supporting to the cause, and they pledged all of the proceeds from the upcoming Pokemon Go Fest to Black game makers and nonprofit organizations, which is going to be a minimum of $5 million, which is wow. insane. So that's, that, that's really cool. Yeah. I do want to say, though, that I think there's protesting going on, on all over the world. I would say riots. I don't. I differentiate the two. I'm not going to say that rioting is happening all over, though it is happening no, in small. No, there's protesting there's and then rioting is on the side. There's protesting happening yeah. all over the world, um, yeah. sparked by the death of George Floyd. But as we know, it's it's anti-racism, which there should be no disputing this cause. We try not to get overly political with, with um, our podcast, but I don't think this is a political thing. It's not. This it's isn't. not a political this is, thing. This is this a human is rights thing. <laughs> that you should not even question. Yeah. Um, you know, and if if you think that this is crossing a line, if you are in some way against have everybody having equal rights, then I think that's a personal problem, and you need to sort of self evaluate and see where why you have those beliefs. But in our case, our stance on this is we are firmly planted in anti-racist movement, and we do not want to see this happening. Uh, and if you have not seen the George Floyd video, it is devastating. Um, it is heart-wrenching. And there's also uh, an additional video that I would, would say that people need to see, and that is Generations of Pain. And it's the three generations of Black men having a conversation about the current situation, and they are in the middle of protesting. And one is angry, one is wanting to have more of a message of love, and the other is a very young 16-year-old who is kind of in the middle. And it's got the same if you cannot watch that and feel something then there's there's a bigger issue going on because those are such powerful videos for all different reasons and i think that nintendo having this stance these other companies having this stance while it may not seem like something they typically talk about it is extremely extremely important and we are in full support of nintendo having this i have seen some backlash uh which is unfortunate 
it's really unfortunate, actually. In Nintendo's own tweet, there was a bunch of people that said, well, we're going to block you now and we're going to do this. You need to look at yourself a little bit and try to evaluate yourself and figure out why you feel that way. Um, because it's sad. That's that's a, an unfortunate way to look at the world. And I'm happy to see that these companies are doing this and supporting this cause. It, it makes me as a gamer and as a Nintendo fan more happy and more proud that I am. Same here. And my hope is that this does not stop. I hope it doesn't end like this week. It, you know how a lot of movements, they they get a lot of traction for about a week and then it simmers off. This this is so extremely important and this can't fizzle out. It, it, enough is enough. I completely agree. Now, moving on to something that is much less important and, and actually Nintendo related news is we got another Switch update. This is 10.0.4, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I think Mont's mentioned sort of the way these are broken down. It's kind of just a bit like a minor, minor update. This is focusing on a very small fix. Something was going on with credit cards and certain countries and regions that wasn't allowing them to be linked. Nintendo was quoted saying, we have fixed the issue where it was not possible in some countries or regions to add funds using a new credit card or to register credit card information on the Nintendo eShop on Nintendo Switch. So whatever was causing that, apparently they fixed that bug and we should be good to go. You can get back to buying all of those great games on the eShop. Yeah. And surprisingly, for once, they didn't mention anything about stability. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure some stability happened. They just didn't mention it. There's always some. The one time, yeah. We always need more stability. <laughs> and that does it for the overall just world news, Nintendo news. Now we're gonna go more into specific game news, and there recently has been a lot of of new information coming out about Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass. So what we're gonna do is sort of. Briefly, just do an overview of everything because the first expansion pack is coming the end of June, so we want to give everyone a nice little refresher. So, the Isle of Armor expansion is coming out June 17th. Um, it is It takes place in the Isle of Armor. It's a giant island full of environments that have never been seen in the Galar region before. You have wave-swept beaches, forests, bogs, caves, and sand dunes. This is where there is a dojo located and it specializes in very particular training styles you can take up an apprenticeship under the dojo master and become a lot stronger and there's a lot of new pokemon i'll go into that after i cover the crown tundra expansion which is going to be coming in the fall this is set in the snow swept realm of the crown tundra with a bunch of like jagged mountains and these little tiny small towns or communities You are appointed the leader of an expedition team to investigate the reaches of this frozen land, and you'll be able to further explore Pokemon Den. So I really like how with these two expansions, they really seem to want to push the exploration, which I feel like was missing in the first game. Like You could run around and explore different areas, but you weren't really able to individually go to different places and really run around and, and, and... just explore and, and experience all these different environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, more of an open world experience yeah. is what yeah. Pokemon players have been wanting. So if that's the the direction they're moving little by little, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are new Pokemon coming with the expansions. There is Cubfu, which is in the Isle of Armor. It's a Wushu fighting type Pokemon, and it evolves into Urshifu. Sure. And Ur- <laughs> Urshifu is also an Isle of Armor. He's also a Wushu fighting, Wushu fighting Pokemon. But there's two types. In, so Cubfu will either evolve into a fighting dark single strike style Pokemon or a fighting water type rapid strike style Pokemon. So mm. um, kind of cool how you can probably figure out different. There's probably different things you can do to have it evolve. That stuff hasn't really been um the information hasn't really been shared yet, but that's all we know for that. Yeah, I think it it depends on the um, tower you go into or oh, or the, okay. the master or something like that. I can't remember mm. exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's depends on the tower you bring the Pokemon into. And that's what di- dictates um, their evolution. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. The next is Calyrex. And this is in Crown Tundra. 
and it is a king psychic grass type Pokemon. They're extremely intelligent, and apparently they've been in the Golar region since ancient times, which I thought was very cool. Now, on top of those, you can also get Gigantamax versions of all three starter Pokemon. So Gigantamax Rylaboom has a new move called G-Max Drum Solo. Mm. Gigantamax Cinderace has a new move called G-Max Fireball. And Gigantamax Intellion, its new move is G-Max Hydro Snipe, which is kind of funny to watch because it's really just on this really high tower and it creates a sniper out of water. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of silly. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Cinderace fan, so I'm excited for more G Max. So we'll see. Yeah, and I I'm a big fan of like stealth type games, so I guess Intellion works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on top of that, there's also over 200 older Pokemon that will be returning to the new regions. So that's I mean, cool. that's that's fantastic. People have been wanting more Pokemon in this. That was a huge issue with Sword and Shield. There yeah. wasn't, a, you know, it's not the full Pokedex and blah 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 blah. Well, we're getting more. I think another two hundred. I mean, we've had this discussion many times, but I I I can't catch all of what is in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So the fact that there's two hundred <laughs> more seems daunting. But I'm excited to have more to work towards. I I'm not entirely sure. It's been a while then since I have played it. I'm not I'm not super excited yet i need to kind of keep watching these things and kind of keep seeing more about what's coming out to get my interest in going back to pokemon but right now i just i don't know i'm not super excited to get back into that game uh i think i just kind of got burnt out when we were playing it in the past and it took me a little bit to beat it and then once i did i just kind of felt like the story fell pretty flat so i i'm hoping that these open world areas are more they feel like it's more I get to do stuff instead of just kind of following along in this sort of silly childish story that they created. And I can really work back at collecting and, and building a team I'm proud of. I'm, I I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Well, for me personally, just having all the different environments to explore was enough for me to want to jump back in if I did get the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's a couple other little features that I like too. Um, but before we move on to that, there's also going to be Galarian forms of Slowbro and Generation 1 bird Pokemon Articuno, Zapdos, or Zapdos and Moltres. So mm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then the, the characters that are going to be in this game. So each version of the expansion pack is going to feature version exclusive Pokemon and characters. I couldn't find a list yet of those, but I'm sure there will be one pretty soon. Um and then the rival trainer you face will also depend on the version of the game you have. If you have Sword, you're going to be facing Clara, who is a Poison-type specialist who looks kind of like a Splatoon character. And in Shield, you'll be battling against Avery, which is a Psychic-type user who looks like a Rainbow Magician. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. I, I met Avery when we had that little sneak peek, and I was just like, okay. All right, you do uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the characters look super cool and other times they look like Avery. And uh just, you're just like okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Pokemon, Pokemon world. <laughs> so lastly, uh there's a bunch of new features obviously coming with these expansions. There's gonna be a hundred new items and clothing between both expansions, which I'm, I'm excited, excited for that. For. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Pokemon Dens, just like the wild area in the main game are just like the wild area in the main game, although they're going to feature Pokemon you won't find in the wild area, which I kind of like because then it it makes you want to actually go to those dens a lot more because I would hate when I'd go to a den and it'd be a Pokemon I already have or have already caught as like a Gigantamax Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the max raid battles will be available in the ones emitting a red shard of, of light. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if, like I said, it's been a long time since I played, a couple months give or take and it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if those max raid uh battles if the bugs had been worked out so that we're not kind of jumping in and things have already been canceled i i don't remember we haven't reported on it in a while and i, I haven't read seen a, anything about yeah. the exploits that were happening so I, i'm hoping that kind of was worked out so that if you see a raid battle pop up you can actually join it and have it not be something that somebody's just trying to you know farm a different uh, yeah. um, pokemon mm-hmm um, now, going into more logistics, there's going to be a free update that's going to launch alongside the expansion pass. So vanilla Pokemon Sword and Shield players will be able to trade Pokemon with expansion players. So there's a possibility that you could get your hands on the, the expansion Pokemon 
through just trading. So you may not even need to get the expansion passes. If if that's what you care about is getting the Pokemon, then I guess you can just do that. Yeah. Yep. So parts one and two of the expansion pass are purchased together for $30 and are for pre-purchase right now. And there's a couple things you can get for pre-purchasing. You can get a Poke- a Pikachu and Eevee or and slash or an Eevee uniform that you'll be able to equip right away. So as soon as you buy the game. And in Nintendo UK, their store, you can they have a deal where if you get the expansion pass, you can get a 50% discount on a starter Pokemon soft toy or starter mug. So if you really want one of those. Huh. I mean, I, I, I always like getting some of the pre-purchase stuff. I do think that if you're going to offer pre-purchase, there should be some incentive. Yeah. I like that you get an EV uniform. I assume that's if you had, I don't know if you get to pick, but I'm assuming it's based on if you had Pokemon Let's Go Sword Eevee or, or Pokemon... Oh, maybe it's maybe. Yeah, because I know I in think the past Sword has more Eevee and shield has more Pikachu. Maybe, yeah, I think you're right. I know that yeah. I have shield, but I had Eevee stuff because of Pokemon. Let's go. I thought let's go Eevee. I, I don't really remember. I do think one had more of the other. Um, yeah, there were regions where you would play in where you would see more Eevee. And there were regions for me where I would play and I would see more Pikachu. <laughs> right. Remember that it took yeah, me forever to get Eevees. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. had a ton of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm all for Eevee, so I I'll definitely take the Eevee uh, uniform. I'll I'll be excited mm-hmm. to to represent that if I pre-order. And for thirty dollars, that seems reasonable to me. At first, when we they first initial initially announced all this, it kind of seemed like it was thirty dollars per expansion per actual thing, and that was mm-hmm. crazy. But the fact that it's thirty bucks for both, I think it's going to be a substantial enough uh content so that it'll it'll be worth the thirty dollars especially if you're a pokemon fan yeah i'm probably not going to jump on it and pre-order it or anything just because i don't really care about the pikachu uniform Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't Mm. really customize my uniform i customize everything else yeah um so it's going to be one of those things like maybe midsummer if i feel like i'm in a lull and want to play something i'll probably pick it up I'm going to wait because I want to just see what people are saying about it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a need to play more Pikachu or Pokemon right now. So I'm just going to kind of hang out. And uh, if if it seems like people are really loving it, then I'll jump in and yeah. and get on the bandwagon. But right now, I'm, I'm still OK with not playing Pokemon too much. Yeah, we, we've got plenty of other games to play. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of Pokemon, we did get some actual Pokemon Go updated information, and we've got changes coming our way, and some of them are kind of cool. Niantic actually announced that we have uh, additional visual indicators happening. So if you have charge moves, these charge moves, these are charge attacks are during raids and trainer battles. Now you will see white rings around the charge moves so that you know how many charge attacks you have. Mystery boxes are no longer going to be used while incense is being used. Apple ID has been added as a sign-in method on iOS, which I think is good. And Go Battle League ratings have been temporarily disabled. Now, I think one of the bigger features they mentioned was this reality bending feature where the game is going to be more immersive. We always knew Pokemon Go had AR and it was meant to bring Pokemon into the real world. And it was... It's okay, but it was always kind of janky. I, I know for me personally, I always just turn that off and just never even use the AR. But now it killed my battery whenever I would use it. That's yeah, it I did. It was yeah. it was a huge battery drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, they're they're trying to tweak it so that it seems more immersive and as if you're really actually seeing Pokemon in the real world. And what they're doing is they're taking um, the 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 camera and they're actually trying to see the different levels. So if somebody walks by and they, they did provide a, a good example video of this, but in the past your Pokemon would just kind of run around and it would run in front of stuff and kind of like over it. And, and it sort of broke that impression that it was in the real world. Well, now they're trying to look at things. So in the example they have it is somebody's walking by, 
They have some planters, stuff like that, that's just in the real world. And the Pikachu and Eevee that are in the game are running behind those things. So they tip it, they actually disappear as they're going behind the planters and hiding. And they're actually disappearing when they're running behind people's legs. So it makes it seem as if there's more depth and as if somebody's actually interacting with these Pokemon, which I think is cool. That's a step in the right direction to make this feel more real. Uh, unfortunately, this is only available on Android devices right now. And on top of that, it's only available on limited Android devices. That being the Galaxy S9, the Galaxy S10, the Google Pixel 3 and 4. They did say more devices will be coming and they will have a supported list in the future so that you can see you know, what's coming up and what is currently uh, being supported. I think this is cool, but again, I'm not a huge Pokemon Go player. If any of our listeners are and they're still playing it pretty pretty uh, regularly, then let us know what you think. And is do you still use the AR or would this make you use that AR functionality? Hmm. Yeah, I think the reality bending feature is super cool. And I think it's a step in the right direction because it would just it, it just was weird when you'd see Pikachu running around and it just didn't actually feel just like any form of stuff. reality. Yeah, it was just yeah. a Pikachu running around on the screen and capturing video like that's pretty much it. So it's really it'd cool. Be, it'd be really interesting to see if it if it got to the point where you had it, you know, more interacting where you know, it can scan somebody's head and it's like actually interacting with the person's head, like sitting on their head and stuff like that. I think that's the next step where it's seeing what's there and kind of can interact with that. You know, right now it says that it's running behind it. And at least in the video, you can see it run behind stuff, but I want to be able to see it run behind stuff and then have the camera actually detect the edges. So maybe it's like peeking out and doing stuff like that. I think that would be a lot of That'd be a, a, a step in the right direction as well and really kind of draw you in and feel like, oh, I'm catching real Pokemon in the real world. Or it can detect puddles and bodies of water so you can actually see water oh, that'd Pokemon be cool. like jumping out of the water and you have to like swipe up at just the right time to catch it when it jumps. Yeah, that'd be cool. That if there would was be any cool. sort of water in the Pokemon, it can see that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. If you're like you walking know? by a river or a pond or something like that, it could detect that or something. That would be I cool. mean, how I would love that if because it, it's, it's tied in with gps so it knows if there's bodies of water around mm-hmm. it would be really nice if and i know if, you know from mobility sake and getting people out and about it may be tough but it would be really nice to see if i, I can only get water type at the water so i have to go to a body of water and, and mm-hmm. or a puddle or a bathtub or something that kind of it says oh the there's bathtub. water here you know, it would be pretty funny to be able to do that and and be able to catch water type. But then again, I guess if it's if it's a fire type, what are you gonna? You gotta go to a lava. You gotta go to a volcano yeah, somewhere. Like, <laughs> like fire someone's type. pool wouldn't be on GPS, so you would yeah. have to go in your backyard to like look at a pool, but it wouldn't. Know. It wouldn't know that you're looking. <laughs> yeah, you at just anything. have a Charmander sitting in your pool, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, who knows? Who knows what where it could go eventually but it would be cool if it even is more immersive and and kind of draws you out to go to you know maybe there's uh like special pokemon that you can only get that way i don't know it'd be it'd be really fun though yeah i think so now if you are playing zeto blade chronicles definitive edition you may have noticed that you got a special little gift now if you have Save data from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 the very first time you boot up the Definitive Edition. You're going to notice that you get 100,000 gold. You have to pay attention because if you just say, oh, okay, whatever, and you just click through it, it doesn't seem like that notice pops up again. You have to collect it when you get the prompt. And if you start the game, I think you kind of lose that chance. So if you have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, you're going to start playing and you're excited and you already have a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 saved file on your Switch, pay attention for the free gift and make sure you collect it when it comes up. Now, it looks like there is an awesome sale happening in Europe right now. Nintendo kicked off their Digital Days Switch sale, and more than 350 games are being discounted at up to 80% off. Nice. Uh, the sale is live until June 14th, and there's a ton of really awesome games in there. There's Uncooked 2, Two Point Hospital, Terraria, um, Resident Evil 6. So Resident Evil had a really awesome sale this last week yeah. like everywhere. So, But there's a ton 
of awesome games. So I definitely recommend if you're in Europe. I know we have a bunch of listeners in Germany and the UK, so check that out. <laughs> Open the eShop. Yeah, I, I I hope we get some of these as well because there's a couple on there that have been on my wish list for a little while, and uh, I would definitely like to see them pop up for for sale price, especially if it's you know up to. 80% off, I will definitely be buying some of these games. So I'm keeping my fingers yeah. crossed that some of them are are going to show up for me. Yeah, I saw Two Point Hospital on the list, and that's been on my wish list for a while. So or as soon as it came out, it was on my wish list. So I checked, and it doesn't look like it's on sale for us here in the U.S. So, yeah, we don't have yeah. – I I'm, I'm, was looking. We don't have any of these yet on yeah, sale for yet. us. We'll see. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. But yeah, so that does it for our news this week. Now let's move on to the top 10 bestsellers of this past week and first place i don't know michael do you want to say i know that you're so excited about it uh yeah animal crossing is no longer minecraft dungeons has taken the first place spot so i was a week late in my prediction but i did predict i I think i predicted that minecraft dungeons could be the one that would beat it out and uh there you have it A a week late it took people a little bit longer to do it well how i remember it it wasn't minecraft dungeons it was going to be one of the 2k games Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then I, then my prediction was not right. (laughs) It was half right and a week late. Yeah. (laughs) Great prediction. A game did beat it, and it was a week late. (laughs) So that means second was Animal Crossing, third is Xenoblade Chronicles, fourth Clubhouse Games Fifty One Worldwide Classics, fifth Mm. Minecraft, not Minecraft Dungeons. Sixth is EQQO. It's still on sale. And it seems like this week there was a $2 sale for a bunch of games. And this was one of them. So it's 66% off for $2. Seventh was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Eighth, Borderlands, which moved up. Last week it was in 17th place. So this week it's an eighth. And ninth is Soul Searching, which is also part of that $2 sale. And Lydia in 10th, which is also for $2. So a lot of lot of sale games. That always seems to be the case that whenever there's a, a sale of some kind, they always push things around in the top 10. Um, now, other new games that were in the top 30. Bioshock finally made it to the list this week in 16th. Uh, 18th is Bug Fables. And 27th is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. I don't I can't see Minecraft Dungeons holding out on the first place spot for that long. I'm actually kind of surprised they've even made it to the first place spot. Considering what it is, I think maybe that it's a good intro game to this type of genre for younger players. Uh, the more I've played it, the I think my opinion of it is sort of getting firmly in the three range for its three rating. Out of five. Yeah, it's sort of okay, right? It doesn't perform as it should on switch it's not terrible it's not game breaking but it's also like it should not be playing this way on a switch and it's kind of just very vanilla if you like any more depth to the game this game is not for you i would just say buy the older uh diablo game or torchlight or something like that and it'll be a Hmm. more rich experience whereas minecraft dungeons cute but it's very much we put we wanted to create this game using Minecraft and we didn't really put that much into like the 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 dungeon crawler aspect of it. And uh, it's cute, but it's like, I don't know, there's just not even that much Minecraft. Like I want to I want to craft stuff. You know, you it's in your name. You pulled from this whole game that was built around be building stuff. And this has zero crafting of any kind, no crafting of armor, no crafting of weapons, no crafting of anything. And the things you can get, at least what I've seen so far, is all sort of the same stuff. There's like three different things of armor that I've gotten so far, but they just have different specs. So it, I just feel like you introduced this armor that isn't in the game, but you only gave us three of them. So I, I don't expect to see Minecraft Dungeons on this list for for too much longer. Uh, certainly not in the in the number one spot. I think there's a possibility it'll stay within the top five for a while, only because if it is for a younger audience, you know, school's ending in the U.S., so you know, summer is starting and with the virus going on and things like that, parents are probably trying to find ways to distract their kids. (laughs) And that's why I think like Bug Fables, that was new and that's in the top 30 and it seems like it's geared towards the younger audience. So I think games like that, you know, they'll probably be showing up a little more often. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think, like I said, it's a it's a three. It's okay. But with that, it gets us to new releases this week. And there's a there's a few that I think are looking promising. The first one I checked is coming out June 9th, and it's called 1971 Project Helios for $40. This is published by Rico Technology, and it is a turn-based strategy game which combines modern warfare, military tactics, and close combat. So if you're thinking Mario Rabbids, that's kind of in the same vein as this. You're going to move your character around, and then you're going to have that sort of you see the enemy, you, you decide to how to attack, they attack you back and forth. The campaign is set in a frozen world where you get to have up to eight people. Each one has its own set of problems and interests. And the story is that you're kind of going through these enemies to find one person who is supposed to help with whatever this underlying problem is. It seems like an interesting story. I love the atmosphere of it. It's done really, really well. It's actually a very pretty game. And I'm always a sucker for these turn-based strategy games. I always think that if they're done well, they're they're really a lot of fun. Another good one that we've been playing uh, for a while now on Switch is Wargroove. So if you're familiar with that or you enjoy that, then you would definitely want to consider this and maybe check it out. 40 it's a little i gave it a single check because it's a little high on the price for me right now but uh if you're if you're really craving something this could be well within your price range on june 11th i have glass masquerade double pack checked this is 22 dollars. this is a beautiful uh sort of relaxing jigsaw puzzle that everything is looks like stained glass as if you're recreating stained glass windows it's really different and i liked the overall aesthetic of this a lot i thought it was really sort of pretty when i first noticed i'm like oh that's interesting then i was starting to watch some of the trailers for him like oh i could see this being a very soothing relaxing game i've been doing a lot of pick cross lately and this is kind of in that same vein where you're just going to sit down you're going to play the game just going to kind of there's no clock there's no anything that's sort of giving you any sort of pressure you're just putting together a puzzle it is a two game bundle so you're going to get glass masquerade and glass masquerade 2 illusions the first game has 25 puzzles each are inspired by different countries around the world and they all have sort of this art deco mosaic presentation to them very very distinct very very colorful and interesting and vibrant so definitely caught my eye the glass masquerade 2 illusions has over 30 different puzzles and these are themed around 20th century surrealism and fantasy there's a nice difference in in aesthetic they definitely stand out amongst each other which is kind of cool you won't get visually bored when you're playing them again these are both marketed as being sort of relaxing they have a nice calming soundtrack to them composed specifically for these the only thing i will say is when I looked into Steam, they are both very positive to overwhelmingly positive reviews, but they both sell for $5 each. So you are paying almost more than double for the two on Switch as opposed to $10 total if you were to buy them on Steam. And given the Jeez. game, <laughs> yeah. So given the game mechanics, I, I'm also wondering which would be easier to play on because you're literally taking pieces and sliding and moving them and kind of placing them. That may be just better with a mouse and keyboard. I don't know because I haven't played it on my Switch, but overall it's worth looking at and see for yourself. Do I want to play this on Switch or on you know my computer but i think it's definitely something to check out for ten dollars it seems extremely worth it for 22 that's that's gonna be your decision but very positive reviews yeah i i looked at it because i saw that you checked it and i was curious but once i saw the price i didn't feel like it <laughs> it's a 22 dollar game or bundle or whatever yeah and not only that it looks like it would be really good as a touchscreen. And they don't mention anything about I having a touchscreen ability for this. So yeah. if that was the case, I would probably consider a little more, but they don't mention anything. So it's yeah, kinda, it's, mm. it, it's unfortunate because 
there there's always a nice especially on the switch there's a nice need and there's something great about having these sort of bedtime games that you can sit yeah. down with mm-hmm. the switch in bed you kind of just kind of zone out for you know 10 20 minutes playing like pick cross or something like this where you're just kind mm-hmm. of it's soothing music it's relaxing but why wouldn't you make this a touchscreen game it seems like this one is begging for that and why is it double the cost? I it just yeah. it's frustrating because the the Steam games they're not advertised as being on sale; they're just five dollars each. So I don't know. My my question is: Is it the same publisher for Switch as it was for Steam? Uh, because I'm maybe not sure. that has a lot to do with it. Because the next game that I'm going to talk about, there's something kind of weird with that, and I'm wondering if that's affecting the price. So um, on June 12th, I. As soon as I saw this, I was very excited because I I really like this game. I like this type of game. It's House Flipper, which is coming to Switch for $25. So it's a house flipping business simulation game uh, brought to you by Ultimate Games. Now, Ultimate Games is also responsible for Thief Simulator, Bouncy Bob 1 and 2, Selma and the Wisp, and many others on Switch, like a lot of simulation type games. But they are, they Ultimate Games is a different publisher and developer from the original 2018 PC version, which was the developer was Empyrean and the publisher was Frozen District. Um, So I I don't know if that's affecting the price, but Mm. yeah, it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. I've seen people play this game and um, like I said, it's the kind of game I could totally get into. but the Switch version does not include any DLC. On Steam, the game, the same version that is coming to Switch is currently on sale for $15. It's regularly $20. So even that, like it's costing, it's five more dollars than the regular price on Switch. Mm-hmm. But also at this moment, you can get a bundle. You can get the house and garden flipper bundle for $25. So the same price as the base game for switch Hmm. so that kind of tainted my excitement for the game a little bit well that (laughs) makes sense yeah yeah but that being said like i don't know if it's because it's a different developer publisher releasing the game and if that's having any effect on the cost or what i mean i understand that if you are republishing and redeveloping this for a different platform there's time there's money that has to go into that but in some Mm -hmm. cases it's so hard to swallow the fact that now you're paying more than double for something for a game that's been out you know i'm looking at steam for glass masquerade it was released november 2016 it was different developer and publisher it was Mm -hmm. developed and published by onyx loot on steam for the pc version version on the switch version it is only published by Diggerati, which i assume they also did the development for this so perhaps that's part of the reason for the additional cost maybe there's licensing involved i don't that's know that's what i'm thinking yeah but still it, there's no sale and you can buy glass masquerade for five dollars on windows or mac right now on steam and i think it's just that's a tough that's a tough sell five dollars to me seems reasonable ten dollars total for the two seems more reasonable yeah. uh is it really worth buying it for double and especially in the house flipper situation where you can have the full thing probably look and run a little bit better on pc for the same price with all the dlc built in i you know, it's sometimes it's games like that that it just make it real tough to say to justify a switch version of it yeah, if if House Flipper did come with like there's a lot of games that come out and they include the expansions mm-hmm. or, or the DLC or anything like that. And then it justifies the price. But for House Flipper, House Flipper for twenty five dollars, just the base game. Nah, yeah, no. you need <laughs> if, you if need. there was. Yeah, if they had the bundles included and then say it was fifty dollars with for all of the bundles. And I would say, yeah, that definitely justifies the price. But you need House Flipper, the definitive edition, ultimate edition. Yeah, so that you get all of that stuff. But so there you go. There's a handful of decent games, at least things that we're interested in for mm-hmm. this week. And that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What's your plan? And I'm going to have you start this week. OK, so this past week I finished the game Turmoil. I think we had it on our wish list and, and we got a code for it. So finished that, made did a review of it. I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. 
Mm-hmm. So I had the the, ish, the biggest issues I had with it were the controls were very tricky. Um, I will admit I did have drift in my Joy-Con at the time, and I'm sure that didn't help. But even without the drift, there were a lot of like UI things that seemed like they were overlooked. The transition from PC to Switch, just the combination of like using touchscreen and then what you can't use touchscreen for didn't make any sense to me. And it was increasingly frustrating. So if you're interested in reading that review, check out the site. It's on there. Um, and then I also bought When Ski Lifts Go Wrong at a pretty good sale this week, and it was $1.50. So, I mean, I had to pick it up. It was been on my wish list for a while. Yeah, I bought it as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we both had seen a YouTuber playing it, and it seems extremely entertaining <laughs> yeah. and just wacky and funny. And for $1.50, I mean, how do you not jump on that? Yeah, yeah. And then and also in games I bought, I bought the Bioshock collection. Super oh. excited about it. But I was a little nervous to just jump in and start playing it because, like I said, I was having drift issues with my Joy-Con. And I know with a, a lot of people have said with first-person shooters, the Joy-Cons aren't the best thing. They can be really frustrating. So I had a debate going on in my head if I should just get a pro controller and wait until that came in before I started playing it. Because I hate when I play games and the controls are just frustrating. It, it ruins the game experience for me from the beginning. And with Bioshock, I've been excited for this for so long that I wanted to do it right, you know? Mm-hmm. So last night I decided that I was just going to try to fix my Joy-Con. I did buy a part a while ago in case the drift got worse and it got really bad. So I went through the whole thing. I took it apart and and replaced the, the joystick and it was pretty easy. On Discord, I shared the parts and video tutorial I watched to do it. Super simple. Nice. Would do it again. <laughs> but last night after I, after I replaced it, I went and played a little Animal Crossing and my character seemed to keep wanting to walk to the right. Oh, no. So I... I'm just so it didn't work. frustrated. It worked because before it was drifting up, but now it's drifting off to the right. So what I did is I just kind of like pushed my Joy-Con to the right and then I blew in there like really hard a few times to try to like break free any dust or I have a cat that sheds a ton and my apartment's very small so it gets everywhere and I have a theory that it just it's in everything all the time. So <laughs> I had to get the little cat hair out of there, whatever was in there. Um, and then this morning after I did that, it seemed to be working okay. I didn't have any issues. So... I will be buying new Joy-Cons. So it's working better than what it was. Oh, for sure. I I would be able to play Bioshock right now. Hmm. Yeah. And I plan to this afternoon, but (laughs) I was going to say, you should just, you should just do it. You should just play it. I mean, worst case scenario, you could always run to the store and I I believe you can get pro controllers right now. So maybe just do that. Bite the bullet. Yeah, on Amazon, they're like $80. Mm, That's that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess just make do with what you have for now. But mm-hmm. I would just start playing and, and try to, and, you know, hope for the best. If it gets to be too, too bad, then, then of course, stop. I, I think that if you have the means, the Pro Controller is a wonderful controller. I think it is really, really – there's a lot of times where I was handheld exclusive for a very long time when I first got the Switch, probably for the first uh, – I don't know, almost six months. I was only playing handheld. I, I had a – pro controller and everything like that but i was just it just was my favorite way to play it was on the go and i was playing zelda all the time with it in you know handheld mode and then somewhere along the lines i made the switch where i still play it handheld but i seem to play it more docked now and i would have to say that it's because the pro controller is just so comfortable that i um that I favor that I do have a satisfied grip for my switch controller, but it's still sometimes you get that hand cramp, you know, because it is kind of a small device and it's nice having a, a real controller to hold on to. And it, it, it feels good. It's a, it doesn't feel like a chintzy uh, controller. So if you have the means, I would suggest grabbing it because I think it in the long run will make the experience better. But you also said that you don't favor work, you know, playing, docked so i don't know yeah so if worse comes to worse, i could play a docked i have like one of those face-off controllers Mm -hmm. um but i don't love how the joysticks feel it kind of it feels um cheap which it was Mm -hmm. i mean it was 25 dollars. so um so if i you know i'm in the middle of something and i can't stand playing it handheld at the moment i can just switch it to docked and play it's not it's not that big of an issue where i need to run out and get a pro controller right then and there (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think you will be so immersed in the story, you probably won't even think about it. I think you just need to get, you've been wanting to play this yeah. game for so long. I think yeah. it's just, the, the, you know, there's a, there comes a time where just you gotta, you just gotta play. I will. Yeah. And I was going to play last night, but then I ran into the issue that the games couldn't download. I didn't have enough space. So I had to delete a couple, like I had oh, to delete all time, the demos and everything. And time to get a new SD card while you're out. You're going to, it's going to be I like had a Warframe 300. And I, I had Warframe on my Switch. I deleted that and like half of the space opened up. Yeah. Warframe was a big one. That was, yeah. I, I never th- even played it. <laughs> I think I may still have it on mine, but it's like the number one game out of all the games I have on mine. It's the mm-hmm. number one. And that's, it's a great game, but I don't play it, and that will be definitely the first sacrifice to go once I need room. So, yeah, it is a yeah. it's a large one. It's like twenty. I don't know. It's it's big, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. So get playing that thing so we yeah. can actually yeah. hear how much you like it. Okay, so enough about me. What have you been doing? <laughs> uh, it's kind of the same stuff. So Animal Crossing, I jumped in, played that a little bit. Um, there, there, I have not done the wedding thing. I don't know if you've played around with the wedding photos. Mm, no, it just yet. literally does not interest me at all. So I'm, I'm struggling to even do my dailies in Animal Crossing at this point. I think that this is my first day since I had the ability to buy turnips that I did not buy turnips because it's at this point uh, not an enjoyable experience. I just between working all day long, I'm I've got a very limited window on when I can sell, and almost every time I think other than once I've had to go somewhere to sell them, whether it's be whether it's like your island or Mats's island or one of our friends or on you know go on stranger yeah. turnip exchange and try to do it through there, and it's always a hassle and it's always a process, and so I just kind of decided last week I wasn't going to buy any. Anyway, but I had such a good price. I had them for 90 bells that I was like, wow, I, I can't turn down this this opportunity. And of course, I was on a decreasing pattern. So I never had the chance. I had to go yesterday and sell them for like, I don't know, 199 or something like that on somebody's island. And it's just it was just becoming a hassle. And so for me personally, I'm 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 waning off of Animal Crossing. I don't care about the current event. Uh, I do have a lot of work I want to still do on my island, but I'm just I don't know. I just don't feel the the interest to go and put it on. I still do check stuff from day to day and Ultimately, I know there's a lot I want to do with my Animal Crossing Island, but I think I just need a little break from it, and uh, then I can go back and kind of be excited to do it again. I'm super mm-hmm. excited for the holidays, and I don't want to hate the game before you know Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, because I know that's going to be a, a wonderful time to play, and I just needed a, I need a little break from it. I will say that I I opened it this morning and I got a notification in my mailbox saying that there were new seasonal items in the in Nook shopping. So I went and checked it out and it seems like they're going to be doing special. So apparently this week is International Children's Day. So they had this cute cape that looked handmade by a kid and a crown. They had a Father's Day mug. Um, they had a summer cool. solstice hat, so it was like a flower crown that was really crazy. So I like that sort of stuff. Where it's no, like I love limited that time. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I want more of that. <laughs> yeah, and that and that'll that that kind of stuff will get me to go and and mm-hmm. check it out. I mean, that's obviously yeah. pretty cool. I wish you know what I would like, and I and I guess in their their thinking is that they don't want to do it this way. They want to make it too convenient. Mm-hmm. They want people to go on the game, but I would love to see little notices on the app that pop up like on my actual phone. So if mm-hmm. it's like the nook app or whatever, it could say, Hey, just to let you know this week is blah, blah, blah. Because I, I think it would be really convenient to be able to know what's happening to drive me to go and put it in as opposed to take it out, take the take Witcher three out, put in my animal crossing, boot it up, go to oh. listen to Isabel chat about some stupid thing again for the one millionth time and then see, Oh, nothing's going on. You know what I mean? Whereas if I knew yeah, I'm going to yeah. my island for a reason, I would instantly boot it up and deal with all of sort of the drag out boring stuff that I've been dealing with for 200 hours and it wouldn't be as bad. Well, that's the thing too, is you have the physical version. So it's so much more labor intensive to switch a game it's, or switch to playing Animal Crossing. And I know it seems like such a trivial thing, but honestly, it's so between annoying. Witcher yeah. 3 and Animal Crossing, I switch these cartridges out probably <laughs> 20 times a day. And it's it, it just reinforces the fact that I hate physical copies. Yeah, now. it is one. Yeah. I hated them before. 
And buying both of these physical, even though I had reasons and a rationale for doing it, it makes me hate physical even more now. If you um, if you weren't playing Witcher Three or another physical game, if you just be, had all digital fine. games, it would be easier. Yeah, yeah, but because you're having to switch out those, those cartridges, you have to like save the game and close it, and then yeah, yeah. And once a- I'm done with Witcher Three, Animal mm-hmm. Crossing will probably be like the the physical version that stays in my switch yeah. for a while because then mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a digital version. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's every time I boot it up and I have to listen to Isabel, it's like, oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. it, it puts me in a bad mood the second I start <laughs> the game because it's just, why are you talking then, Isabel? You have nothing to say. Everybody loves Isabel, but I'm personally over it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't stand her. I don't even see what the appeal. Like she just talks about her stupid magazines and TV shows. The charm has worn off. It's not even cute. It's like just I'm we trying it, to Isabel. do stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so beyond Animal Crossing, and if you do some of the wedding stuff, like I said, I haven't checked. I don't have a ton I of plan interest. on doing it, but we have um, all month, so I'm not rushing. Well, we do. But the thing is, from what I hear, is you get points every day, and those points go towards buying furniture. And so the way to get everything is you were supposed to do it every single day, which I clearly oh. didn't. But I, I I I don't know what kind of furniture it is either. I, is it just like weird furniture? Is it cool furniture? So That's a, I'm gonna look up and see what the furniture is. Yeah, I want to see what I need and then to I'll get. Decide if I'm and, <laughs> which yeah, is kind of cheating, but I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not that worried yeah. about it. So then beyond Animal Crossing is Witcher 3, like I said, still enjoying that. I am playing mm-hmm. Minecraft Dungeons, enjoying that. Picross, still playing that. And then today I actually went in and played some, I, well, I don't know if I would call it play, but I opened up Pokemon Home on my Switch because at this moment in time, you can, if you take a Pokemon uh, from Pokemon Sword and Shield and transfer it using Pokemon Home on your Switch, then you can unlock a Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble that has hidden uh, moves built into them. Now you can take you have to get these from the mobile version of Pokemon Home after you've transferred it. But if you do, then you go on to Pokemon Home on the mobile version. You go down at the bottom. There's a little menu. You click that and it says mystery gifts and you open up the gift box and you'll have all three of them. You just claim them and then you have these versions of them and their uh, hidden moves are pretty powerful. Score Bunny will be a, a great addition to my team you have to level them up of course and and go through a whole process again but now you have three you have all the starters and it's simple as that it's for free you didn't have to do anything else cool so that was what i did um beyond that it's just playing those other games so i guess that does it for this week if you would like, you can always write to us at nintendodispatch.com. You just go right over to the contact page, shoot us a little message, a little how do you do. We always love to hear and see that kind of stuff. If you want to watch us, we do occasionally stream on twitch.tv Nintendo Dispatch. We'll probably be doing another one fairly soon. We were going to do Minecraft Dungeons, but I had bought a version of it, and we got a key code for another version, but it was only Xbox. So it's if that, not cross-platform, unfortunately. Yeah, if, if that, if the if the crossplay does become available, which they are working on, then we will stream that as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe Pokemon will stream. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll do a little. Uh, if chair lifts go bad, that could be kind of funny. We could stream <laughs> ski, some of that. Ski lifts. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could maybe stream that a little bit. And then if you want to chat with us, we are on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. And we are on Discord. We actually kind of been chatting quite a bit lately with uh, a few of our listeners that are pretty consistent on there. So thank you for that. You all, you're wonderful. And uh, you can find the links to Discord on our website. So I think unless you have something else to add, that's it. That's it. All right. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.